Welcome everyone to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. Our mission is to shed light on matters pertaining to self-love, self-improvement, and faith, whilst building a community dedicated to being the best them that they can be. And I'm your host, Tule. Let's get to it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is such an honor to have you listening to our third episode of The Little Things. I'm your host, Tule, coming straight to you from Blander, Malawi, which, by the way, is freaking cold. Like, really, really, really cold. Compared to Lilongwe, I'd, uh, guys, you have thick skin this side. I, I am someone who's very, very, very affected by the cold. Either way, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the inner critic, which is very important in your self-love journey. For you to have self-compassion, you have to be able to deal with your inner critic. Well, Dr. Russell Harris wrote an article called Embracing Your Demons, an Overview of Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. A very good article that I think that y'all ought to read. Meant to refer to parts of ourselves that judge, compare, and demean us. For you to develop self-compassion, you need to be able to deal with your inner critic. I want y'all to remember that we all have inner critics. There is not a single human being on this planet who does not have an inner critic. Now, what is an inner critic? Well, Dr. Russell Harris defines an inner critic as... A psychological concept. The inner critic is a part of yourself that you have developed from a very young age as an adaptive survival mechanism meant to help you cope with certain issues in life. Your inner critic is not there to harm you. Okay? We all talk about that voice in our heads that just that, that just hurts us, that part of you that just brings you down, that judges you, that part of you that you don't really talk to people about, you know? That part of you that makes you look at yourself twice. That part of you that makes you feel insecure. Well, believe it or not, your inner critic is there to protect you. What? Well, protect you from repeating the same mistakes that you made a long time ago. Or maybe it may not even be your mistake. It could have been somebody else's mistake. So this is where we're going to talk about the inner critic. The, there's a very the inner critic is very important. You really, really need to learn about this, guys. Because the moment I realized what my inner critic was about, it changed my life. It changed my life, guys. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It changed my life because it it helped me look at myself differently and look at other people differently. Now, most people. The inner critic is there to protect us from making the same mistakes over and over again. And these mistakes don't even have to be yours because the inner critic at the end of the day is not actually your own voice. It could be the voices of other people that you have internalized over the years. You're just not aware of it. So now your inner critic is there to protect you from rejection, abandonment, from feeling less than. So that you can feel more approved and loved by those around you. Because now you have to understand that your inner critic believes that the more critical it is of you, it believes that it's helping you. All right. So you just find yourself 
just judging yourself relentlessly to a point where you start feeling toxic shame, which will also lead to psychological disorders. And I can, I can testify to this because a moment of vulnerability with me in 2019, not even 2019, I think it happened way before that. I think starting in 2017, but then it got worse in 2019. I was, I was in a bound of depression. I fell into a bound of depression, but I feel like it was something that was just happening gradually and I never noticed it. You know, there were certain things happening in my life that were affecting me, but I wasn't paying attention to it. And then in 2019, it just, it just hit. It just hit like a, like a wave, like a tsunami, like, like a hurricane. Guys, it was terrible. It just hit me. And I found myself in an, in, um, in a chasm of toxic shame. All right. And most of this toxic shame that I was feeling was not my own shame. It was a shame of, of somebody else, somebody else's shame, somebody else's self-loathing, somebody else's self-hatred was being poured into me. And unfortunately, at the time, because I wasn't self-aware enough or mindful enough, I wasn't able to protect myself. And as a result, I found myself in a psychological disorder, which in that case was depression and anxiety to a point where I actually had to go to a therapist. Now, let me make, let me make this very clear. If you ever find yourself in a state of depression or anxiety, your last result should not have to be going to a, to a, to a therapist. The moment you notice that something about you is off, please go to a therapist. Because sometimes talking to people is not good enough. Because I believe in creating boundaries in your relationships, okay? I do not, I personally do not believe that you should treat a friend as a therapist. You can vent, but then at the end of the day, let your friend be your friend. And let your therapist be your therapist, all right? Let your friends just be friends they do not have to be responsible for your happiness. They do not have to be responsible for your feelings. Let your friendship just be a friendship. And if you know that there's something going on in you that is just too heavy to put in a friendship or to make your friend have to deal with with you, go to a therapist. Because at least you know that whatever you say to a therapist stays with the therapist. You never know. Maybe you have an argument with your friend and then your friend in a moment of pettiness will end up going off telling people things that you told them in confidence, all right? So I prefer talking to a therapist because they are legally bound to keep whatever I tell them to themselves, all right? And it's their job. They're trained to be non-judgmental and to be, and to keep whatever you tell them in confidence and to help you cope with whatever is going on in your life. And at that time, I knew that none of the people around me were going to be able to help me. Most of them would have taken my issues as their own in a very unhealthy way. And for their own sake, even in that moment, I knew that I had to do that. I was like, mm -mm. 
You know, I know that this friend has a codependent streak to them. You know, they like taking on other people's issues, even if they know they're not strong enough to take it. And then they'll crash at some point. And I don't have that kind of heart to do that to people. I'm not someone who just be that blind to such such issues. So I would prefer to talk to a therapist because I know that I can a therapist can handle whatever I'm telling them. And they'll know what to do with it. And they'll know what to say to help me get where I want to go. Because I'm not looking for somewhere to vent. I'm looking for someone who can help me get out of the funk that I'm in. And I was in a funk, guys. I was in a funk. I was in a funk. And it was all because of my inner critic. Now that I sit down and I think about it, I realize it's because my inner critic was all over the place. Oh, she was mean. She was all over the place. She, oh, good God. And I get it. I get where she was coming from because I like to look at my inner critic as a child, a child who doesn't know what she's doing, a child who's constantly afraid. And I had to start looking at her with a certain level of compassion, but then also be firm with her. Like, I get what you're saying, but I also know that you're trash, all right? I know that half of the things that you're telling me are not even my own words or my own thoughts. These are thoughts and words that you have consumed over years, and now you're bringing them to me, expecting me to live by whatever you think is right. And my answer is no. Thank you for your opinion, but my answer is no. Now, what did I understand in my, my journey with my inner critic? Well, first of all, I realized that a lot of the patterns that my inner critic had were mostly based on conditions and perceptions of the people around me, the people who raised me, and other collective factors such as family secrets, implied or expressed messages in the family or rules, cultural messages, the community, the media. And yeah, it was something that I really, really had to sit down and think about. I had to observe it. I had to realize that a lot of what my inner critic believed were experiences from my childhood, you know? And when and you have to also know that um, the lived experiences that you have had can also be interlinked to your body. And when I say body, I mean your nervous system. Like this is something that you'll learn in psychology or if you read uh, Dr. Russell Harris's article, Embracing Your Demons, an overview of acceptance and commitment therapy, you'll hear him mentioning the, the nervous system and how it is linked to your inner critic. This is why the moment your inner critic goes haywire, you start feeling something it affects your nervous system you start to feel your emotions go all over the place your thoughts go all over the place you feel tension you start feeling body aches are you aware that a lot of people have diseases based simply because of their inner critic you know a lot of our diseases some of the sicknesses that we have it's because of being unable to handle your inner critic or your psychological warfare. It's because of what's going up in the mind. This is why I 
I make it very important to talk about mental health, guys. Like, mental health is very important. Whatever's going on up there is going to affect the rest of your body. And during my time of depression, I saw it with my own eyes. Guys, there is nothing, there is nothing more scary than having zero control over yourself. I felt like I had zero control over my life. I, I felt like I had zero control over my body. I mean, I could be in my sheets and be so cold, so cold. And I'll, I'll be in my, in, my, in, my, in my blankets, like tunnel blankets, and I'll be feeling so cold. My feet will be freezing. My hands will be freezing. I'll be, fe I'll be failing to sleep. Like I had insomnia for, for weeks, okay? And I wasn't even thinking about anything. It's just that my mind was so active. I don't even know what it was thinking about. And I just find myself awake for hours on end. It was terrible. And that was like in my last year of, of, of university. And guys, for me to even manage to get my degree and be where I am right now, it's by the grace of God. I'm telling you, it was by, by the grace of God. And uh, guys, I have a testimony to say someday but for now this is we're going to concentrate on the inner critic because i believe this is very important because i want you to know that the messages from your inner critic are oftentimes they're not yours all right these are messages that have been handed to you at an impressionable age or at a point of vulnerability this is why i believe like, I strongly believe in boundaries. This is why we're talking about self-love. In self-love, you, you need to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you put up boundaries. Okay? Now, if you know who you are, you should also be able to know your inner critic. Because your inner critic is part of you. All right? Now, if you know that this is your inner critic, you need to protect that guy. All right? That guy is a child. She'll eat anything that's thrown at her. So put up boundaries, put up boundaries to, uh, to, to limit the kind of influence that could affect your inner critic, all right? Treat your, your inner critic like a child, a very impressionable young child, and protect it with vigilance of a crazy person, because that's what I do. I have a vigilance of a crazy person, but I digress. Um, first of all, how do you know? that your inner critic is in control like how do you know that you are bound to your inner critic how do you know that your inner critic is up in your feelings is all up in your personal space how do you know all right one of one of the things i noticed during that that period in my life you know was the fact that familiar thoughts started coming up Right? These are thoughts that I've heard growing up. Very terrible thoughts. These are thoughts that were oftentimes influenced by other people's words towards me. Which I, which this is why I like emphasizing that parents, please handle the way you talk to your children. Because they absorb those things. And zoning out. If you find yourself zoning out into your own little world, staining your head having conversations with your inner person, your inner critic, guys, be very mindful when you go into that space. Um, when you find yourself being very judgy to other people, like, guys, 
We all judge. It's a human thing. But being judgmental is a different story. Right? Even the Bible talks about being judgmental. Because as human beings, we need to judge something to be able to know whether we are okay with it. Like, you judge milk. Okay? You look at it. And you're like, hmm, this looks rotten. So I'm going to throw it away. Or this looks fine. I'm going to drink it. Oh, no, I like this brand, but I don't really like this other brand. Like, if I could give you two seconds to tell you which brands not to take in Malawi, I may get sued. And I don't want that. I don't have the money. So, anyways, um, <laughs> um, if you find yourself being very judgmental towards other people, oftentimes it's because your inner critic is there doing her thing, you know? She's feeling self-conscious about something. She's being insecure about something. There might be something about that person who you're judging very much, all right? Emphasis on being very judgmental. There might be something in that person that you see in yourself. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, be very mindful about such a thing. You have to sit down and ask yourself, why does my inner critic feel this way? Now, um, you find yourself traveling to the past. If you find yourself constantly looking behind you, like Lot's wife, that's bad news. Okay? Guys, don't be a time traveler. Stay out of the past. If you're ever going to look into the past, may it be over something that's good and important that can help you push you forward. And self-righteousness. Yes. To those of you who like being right, <laughs> those of you who always need to be right, even if you know you're wrong, guys, your inner critic is at work, okay? She's standing over her little cauldron of self-righteousness, just stirring up trouble. Please keep an eye on that little witch, okay? Now, um, <laughs> you're easily reactive, Okay. If you find yourself just reacting to things, even things that are very, very small, question it, okay? Because I remember I, I was very reactive during my depression period. And because I realized that I was becoming very reactive, I started reducing my, my interactions with people. And people started calling me difficult because I was... <laughs> guys, 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 that's a different story for another day, but... Guys, if you know that you're around someone who's depressed, if you cannot handle being someone around being around someone who's depressed, don't be around them, all right? Because you need to look at people who are in those situations with compassion. Some people cannot control the way they're reacting to you, all right? You cannot tell them to control it. They need to sit down with themselves and handle whatever is going on in, inside of them. Now, another issue would be bodily pain like i mentioned before it will affect you physically okay your inner critic is connected to your nervous system and you will find yourself feeling certain ways physically like for me i had insomnia um my body was constantly cold um oh I had constipation, bloating, like a lot of things. Like, guys, I was miserable. I was very miserable. But we thank God for taking me out of that space. I thank God. Because, yes, guys, if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be today. 
So um, how can you handle your inner critic? So um, one thing that I, I learned during therapy was practicing mindfulness. Because by practicing mindfulness, you become more self-aware of your inner critic. You know, most people, one thing I've noticed, like what I just said just a, a while ago is that I did not notice that I was in a certain place until it was too late. Like if I had noticed then what was going on, I think I would have avoided be, getting into depression. But because of that mindfulness that I had to practice at least 10 to 30 minutes every single day where I could sit down and just just give myself a little bit of self-awareness, you know, just sit down and be more self-aware about what's going on in your head. Because a lot of people nowadays, we are on auto drive. You don't even know what's going on in your head. You just find yourself reacting some way. You're doing this, you're doing that. Like, guys, we have to stop this. This thing where you're just living life just for the sake of living it. Like, you should enjoy your life. And the only way you can enjoy your life, like truly, truly enjoy your life with well-achieved or well-perceived happiness is by being more self-aware. Because you will be able to understand what doesn't make you happy. This is why I say that, guys. Happiness is nobody's job. Happiness starts from the inside. You cannot expect people to make you happy. You cannot expect things to make you happy. Sometimes the, the things that make you unhappy are things that you are just ignoring within yourself. So take some time to be mindful. And in your mindfulness, be self-aware. Now, how can you develop mindfulness well you can be more compassionate to yourself like we talked about before self-compassion be more compassionate to yourself and yourself meaning and including your inner critic that nasty little bugger you need to be more compassionate towards it because it's just a frightened little child so you need to treat it like a frightened little child but be firm with it you know just be kind with yourself and just say, you know what, I get what you're talking about, but my answer is still no. All right, my answer is no. Thank you for your opinion, but my answer is no. Because I need you to also remember that everything that your inner critic says is just an opinion. It's just an accumulation of other people's opinions, other people's um perceptions or misconceptions of things so you don't always have to take your inner critic seriously you don't have to you always have to question it all right i believe in questioning everything that's in your mind otherwise you'll find yourself in a very dangerous place um another thing that i would, I would recommend is consuming constructive messages like listen more listen to constructive messages whether it's by a preacher or a mentor or life coach spend some time to replace whatever is in your mind with positive messages because the inner critic loves the negative all right 
She eats that for lunch, dinner, and dessert. She needs negativity. Now, if you want to weaken your inner, inner critic, you need to consume more positive content. This is why I, I stay off of social media. I'm not on social media that often. If I'm on social media, do will you consider WhatsApp as a social media? I think so. I don't know. I I'm, I restrict myself. I put boundaries for my own sake. I do not join too many groups. I do not listen to any rumors spread on the internet or social media. I I'm not on Twitter. Twitter be toxic, people. Uh, be careful with the messages that you read on WhatsApp. Like if it's if it's spam, it's spam. I, I don't listen to anything that's that is a lie. I I I don't waste my time. Like. I don't know if you've noticed, but the older generation tend to believe everything that comes on WhatsApp. Man, I'm just like, guys, if something bad is happening, if I die, I die. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing I'd say is surround yourself with healthy people. Now, when I say healthy people, I do not mean it in a physical sense. I mean it in emotionally and mentally. You need to surround yourself with people who are stable. I'll repeat that again. You need to surround yourself with people who are stable. You cannot heal in an environment that got you sick. All right. Now, if you know that a lot of the inner, a lot of the inner voices or inner messages that are in your critic are coming for specific people, you need to start placing boundaries. Like that's what I I, I learned to do. I had to start putting up boundaries because, um. Most of the things that my inner critic was telling me that led me into depression were words that were being spoken by a specific toxic person, a caregiver, like I said. Now, this is someone who has always been negative. But at that time, they, they crossed the line. And till this day, like today, now, nowadays, when I'm talking to that person, I straight up tell them that if you are just going to tell me nonsense or if you want to be rude or disrespectful, I do not care what position you have in my life as an adult. Um, I'm, I'm not taking it because I know where I was a while ago and I'm not going back there again. Now, if you're not going to learn a lesson or take accountability for your own actions, I'm going to put boundaries because I know that person is not going to change anytime soon. So, yeah, put boundaries with unhealthy people. Put those boundaries up. Because you mean it, okay? Because you mean it. And be very firm about those boundaries. Let your no be a no, people. Let your no be a no. And last but not least, have a healthy relationship with your inner critic, okay? Because everything that I've just mentioned right now is to point is pointing towards having a very good relationship with your inner critic. Treat that inner critic like a child. Do not take everything that she says, she or he says, seriously. Always question it and surround yourself with people and content that is healthy for your inner critic. That will remove that influence or power that, that inner critic has over you. Because the moment you have things and people that help push your self-esteem up, or build you as a person, the less power your, your inner critic has. And that is very, very important. You need 
to nurture your relationship with your inner critic. Because the moment you do so, you realize that your relationship with those who contributed to the negativity in your inner critic will change. You will see each other differently. You you be less reactive to their behavior. You 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 look at them with a different perspective. I, I think I've said that already, but for me personally, like I already said, the person who contributed to that depression nowadays, I look at them differently. I do not see them as someone who has control over my life or any sort of power over my life. I just look at them as people. I just look at them as people who have their own issues. And I also understand that anything they say is simply just an opinion. I do not need to take them seriously. And if they take that if they take that in a very offensive manner, I usually don't care. Because mm, guys, life is too short. Do not give people power over you. Like ever. Like ever. Don't give them power and don't even give them the assumption or the understanding that they have any sort of control over you. Because you're going to meet control freaks. And this person is a control freak. So, ah, my boundaries, I say. Muziga, my boundaries. Now, a recap of everything that we've talked about in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, your inner critic is the inner part of yourself that judges you, compares you, and oftentimes demeans you. Your inner critic is not there to harm you. They are simply an adaptive survival mechanism developed by you subconsciously to protect you from making the same mistake or perceived mistakes in future or in the present. So you need to always remember that your inner critic believes that the more critical it is of you, it is helping you. And unfortunately, the more relentless it is in criticizing you, the more likely you are to develop toxic shame. And when you develop toxic shame, you're more likely to develop psychological disorders such as anxiety, depression, bipolar disorders, like all those disorders that you know have to do with mental health issues. Your inner critic may be responsible for that. And you need to also remember the factors that can, that can make you bound to your inner critic. Okay? What, makes, what gives your inner critic the power it has to push you in such a direction? So we talked about things such as familiar thoughts. The moment you need to practice mindfulness to notice that you have familiar thoughts popping up. You realize that you're zoning out very often. You find yourself being very judgmental. You find yourself constantly looking back into the past. You find yourself being self-righteous. You always want to be right. You don't want to see other people's perceptions, perspectives of things. You are easily uh, reactive. You find yourself confused. And you find yourself feeling something physically. You find yourself feeling pain. You You feel... you feel sick, you feel this, you feel that, like everything that I, I told you about myself, like guys, even now I, I just, I can't believe it. But we've also talked about 
how to handle these these issues of your inner critic how can you handle your inner critic and we said that you can handle your inner critic by being more compassionate towards it developing boundaries with people who contribute to that negativity in your inner critic consume more constructive messages that can help build you up question everything that your inner critic says and all in all just have a good relationship with your inner critic all right it is not there give you problems it is just a misguided part of yourself that needs to be handled with compassion love what you heard on this week's episode well the answer is simple give us a like ask us a question oh heck give us a suggestion on this platform and all social media links down below